<laughs> Hello. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Chin, 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 chin. Don't, yeah. Don't cheers at all. Oh. All right, and uh, <laughs> and with those cheerses, let's uh, let's start the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Giro Podcast. Um, well, let's face it, it's hotter than hell uh, out there today. 40 degrees. Um, wildfires in the UK, which is pretty Croydon. mad. In Croydon, yeah. So hopefully everybody is uh, safe through those. But what a bonkers couple of days. But it looks to be cooling off. Um, guys, probably a little bit apology. Thanks, Jay. Well done, mate. Sorry, I'm just trying to wake this one up. What a twat. <laughs> oh, sorry, Tim. I sh- I'm not allowed to swear. I forgot about that. Um, that's <laughs> All right. So uh, pr- probably uh, an apology is needed. We, you know, we know we have not been as regular as we would have hoped to have been with these podcasts. Um, the truth is, we've just had so much going on here, and it's been difficult to get into a routine with it. But you know, we do, we do have plans to to get it more regular once again uh, with with Danny, Jamie, and myself. Um, so we will. There will be more coming later in the year. Um, but we wanted to do a, a, just a, a bit of a shorter podcast to um, bid Matt farewell. On his or, or bid Matt Bon, bon Voyage. Voyage. He's given up. I, mean, I do plan on coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the end. So for um, so uh, this is probably our third podcast, fourth podcast maybe together. I've lost count. Yeah, if I'm yeah. honest. And uh, so Matt is is uh, one of our sort of like earliest regular sort of customers here at Giro. He is a Curve ambassador, and he's about to go off to start and hopefully finish his fourth. Trans- fifth. fifth fifth transcontinental race wow absolutely bonkers mate mm. um so matt in uh, previous years has uh, finished second so it's a bit of a bit of a big deal you're going back mate um so yeah i mean we'll get, get into the details but how you feel ahead of your ahead of your big race um yeah i'm feeling good i'm just really excited to get going as, yeah, yeah. as always this time you spend so long kind of preparing and stuff you it's yeah i just want to get going now um yeah not sure how kind of red I am to race race but um i think a lot of it just kind of falls into place yeah. when you start getting going that's what i'm hoping for <laughs> but so for um for listeners uh who don't know what the uh, tcr is matt why don't you give a bit of a background as to the tcr and what it is this race that you're doing sure so the transcontinental race is uh the I guess the brainchild of uh, Michael, um, uh, ultra endurance uh, adventurer. He traveled the world and kind of figured he wanted to give that little bit of traveling and bike packing experience to uh, people who could do it in a shorter space of time. So like on a two week holiday. Mm. Uh, so he came up with the transcontinental race, which was a, originally a race from London to Istanbul. Oh really? Um, yeah. I didn't realise it started in London. That's cool. Yeah, the first the first ones were in London, um, and then yeah, it's been kind of moving around a bit since then. I think it's kind of found a bit of a home, starting in Gerardsbergen. Mm. Um, but the idea is is that you have um, a bunch of uh, racers who want to you know race across Europe. Um, it's unsupported um, or self-supported, completely self-supported, self-sufficient. Um, no outside assistance. You can take, you know, commercial um, resupply along the way. So, petrol stations, um, McDonald's, ice cream, etc. Um, you can, yeah, you can get anything you uh, you need from commercial uh, sources along the way. No private resupply, so you can't arrange to meet a mate um, and you know get a bag on the way. 
you can't arrange to stay at someone's house. It has to be, you know, commercial organisation, uh, that sort of thing. As in, like, booking.com? Yeah, hotels. Bo like, booking.com. Yeah. This, this tonight's yeah, episode yeah, is sponsored by booking.com to get your discount forward <laughs> slash Matt. Get some really yeah. expensive bus shelters on booking.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of the guys will and, and girls will be, um, you know, bedding down in um, bivvies, in bus shelters, um, in all sorts of picnic hedges. tables, hedges, all sorts of stuff. So, so, what, <clears throat> so what does that mean? Um, it means that when you're tired, you need to find somewhere to sleep. Yeah. Um, you can sleep outside. You can sleep rough. Um, uh, yeah, there's lots of reasons why, why not as well. But there's also a lot of reasons why not. Yeah, plenty of those. I'm, more of those. <laughs> I know which camp I'd happily fall mm. in. But on these sort of races, it's kind of a balance. Like yeah. you, um, you will need to sleep outside at some point, probably, or be prepared to do that. Um, but I tend to prefer hotels um, because you can get uh, a shower and you can clean stuff and. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a comfy night's sleep, even if it is, um, you know, less that you might get, you know, bivvying. Um, yeah, and it might take a bit longer to, to get through the process, mm. but you feel better afterwards, I find. Yeah. And a wonderful buffet breakfast. If you stay long enough for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the well, amount of times I've stayed... We're joking around a bit, but I mean, you're, you're, you'll be there for a matter of hours, and yeah. it's also a good opportunity to wash some kit, let them dry yeah. off, because you're wearing one pair of bibs for, like, 11 days. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've toyed in Danny's the past with a spare pair, uh, but just in a normal way for <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's space, and at the end of the day, the, the bibs are going to be in such a state after a couple of days. Whether you take a spare and, and cycle them around, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, waiting for it to dry is not going to, especially with the heat at the moment, it's not going to really take much time anyway. Yeah, so, sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. All right, so. Um, for those watching, you'll see we've got your bike, and we will do a, a quick kind of like video, which is a bit of a bike check uh, after this podcast for you, everyone to see on our social channels. Um, but I mean, obviously, this is your fifth TCR. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about maybe a little bit about the route and really what is kind of, I guess, unique about the TCR, and that it's not a set route, you've got checkpoints to go to. Yeah. So maybe just talk through a little bit about this year, where you start, where the checkpoints are, where you finish. Sure thing. And maybe talk a little bit about the research you've done into your route planning, if you've done any. <laughs> <laughs> so It's okay um, if you haven't, like, we're not judging. I will get to that. He's but an he, employer, um, he hasn't done any research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the wider world, he's done loads. <laughs> Uh, so the start goes back to, I guess, it's kind of found a spiritual home in Gerardsbergen, uh, in Belgium, uh, where the first... God bless. Uh, God bless, yeah. Yeah, the first Danny went to Gerardsbergen this year. I did. You did? Danny yeah. dropped up the Gerardsbergen this year. Danny dropped up the yeah. By Mache. Well, the race goes up there, so they send everyone up. So that's uh, the, the start of the race. Yeah, you have to do Jesus. the Kappelmeer, which is... It's a challenging climate. The idea is it spreads the field out so you, you don't have everyone all together. So. You don't I, say. I don't think everyone's going to get to the top. I think people <laughs> are going to... People are going to... Like, I'd be pushing. Yeah. ...are going to reach the chapel at the top and, Fine, and things go wrong. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. So... Um, but, yeah, the, the finish this year is where it started in 2019, which was the last one. So it finishes in Burgas in Bulgaria on the Black Sea coast. Yeah, so, of course, that hasn't been um, raced for two years, has yeah. it? Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so going back to Burgas, um, but on the way, the checkpoints are, are pretty different, but there is a bit of a, a similar one. So um, the race goes east first to the Czech Republic, um, 
where there's a, quite a long uh, mountain uh, park, or I can't remember the name. I haven't uh, paid too much attention to the route just yet on that Alps. bit. But no, it's in Czech Republic, so north, so it borders um, Czech Alps. Germany and, and Poland, <laughs> I guess. Like, they, they have they have a name and I can't remember what it Check is. Um, I, I mean, I could look at my phone, but checks out. <laughs> anyway, so Czech Republic. From there, it goes down to the Paso Gavia, yeah. uh, so down to Bormio. Um, to get to Bormio, you have to either go over the Stelvio or the Umbrail, I think it is. Which one um, have you chosen? I've gone for the Umbrail because it's mm. not as high. Because it's not the Stelvio. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes sense. I mean, it's a bucket list, the Stelvio, and I could go no, up no, and, and have a look at it at the top, but... No tunnels? You'd be so tight. No, no you're not, not permitted. Oh, no, uh, so legal tunnels, yes, but there are some that are dangerous that might oh. be cut out. But, oh, legal tunnels, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to ride out of Monaco. Uh, no. And yeah, you have to follow the rules of the road, right? As a cyclist, you have to follow the the local oh, yeah, rules. Of course, yeah. Um, so yeah, if the tunnel is banned for cyclists. You can't go through. Yeah, it, sure, so. sure, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, from um, from the Gavia, it's down through the Po Valley, through uh, Slovenia to Croatia, across oh, the Bosnia, and down into Montenegro for the, the third Balkans. control. Yeah, the Balkans. Wow. Sounds My nice favourite part. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. But yeah, Dermatol National Park is uh, the same control as CP4 in TCR4. Um, last I did that one, um, that was very cloudy, very wet. Didn't see any of it, so I'm very happy to be going back. TCR4 in 2016. 2016, okay. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it goes up to Romania, and there's a it's about 45 kilometres of mountain uh, track. Uh, it's dirt road wow. uh, through the Transalpania, wow. um, which looks really interesting. Um, but if the weather's a bit funny, that it could be a mud bath. Yeah, um, sure. It's a pretty rough track. A lot of four by fours go through it through mm -hmm. the summer. I um, heard it was high altitude so, as well. Yeah, I mean, it so starts be, at about you'd be suffering 1800. Too. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, and then, yeah, from there, it's then down to Burgas. So um, across the, um, the Danube, um, need to get a ferry and then across to Burgess for uh, um, some ice cream. And that's the finish? Yes. Yes. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about 4,000, my route's about 4,400K. So I think um, that's the important thing that we need to sort of stress here, because obviously this is a solo unsupported race. Um, it's the, the parkour this year is longer than previous. So it's just over 4,000 kilometers. Mm. And you're, I, I spoke to you earlier in the week, but you're a good result for you would be 12 days. 12 days would be exceptionally good, I think. Um, so, I mean, that's on average 380, 380 a day. Thereabouts, yeah. The yeah. winners will be sure coming in at 400. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah. um, that's amazing. So yeah. 380 a day in, mm -hmm. and that's not just flat riding, that's up, Mountains. down, that's flat, that's Fruit windy. I mean, if you kind of even it out, so it's like, um, a thousand k, a thousand meters of climb in every hundred k, yeah, which sure. is like a, yeah. a Giro right. shop ride. It's flatter than yeah, shop yeah, ride, yeah. Yeah. Um, like but some of that is at quite out altitude. Yeah, so. sure. Wow. So, how are you feeling? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always nervous um, yeah. before these things, but like I said before, I just want to get going. Mm. Um, that's the bit I'm kind of I'm familiar with is yeah, the, sure. the riding. It's all the, the kind of the waiting around, the anticipation. It's um, it's always a, it's the hard part. What um, are you? Um, can I ask what you're nervous about? Um, just making sure I haven't messed something up. 
like the route or sure. um, the new tires I put on and the the sealant. Um, just making sure I don't forget kit. Yeah. Um, making sure I can actually get to the start. Like, yeah. Um, going over on the Saturday at the start of summer term as well, it's going to be chaos and yeah. the, the tunnel. So, yeah, um, I mean, just all point, of little things about just getting there is, is fundamental. You, know, you, you have a full-time job. Mm. You know, I know there are other athletes doing this that are either professional or semi-professional, but, you know, this is your full-time job. So you do your training around your job and you book off annual leave yeah. <laughs> to do this race. It's my holiday. Yeah, to do, to, to, to do this race. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course, you do get a couple of days at the end, you yeah. know, relax. Um, but that's Same after. Beers. Yeah, beers and ice cream and um, recovery. Bulgaria. So, yeah. 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 And lots of chamois cream for your, <laughs> for your bloody saddle sores. Yeah. Your destroyed <laughs> undercarriage. Some uh, TLC for Some the, TLC. the yeah, yeah necessary. <laughs> awesome. Um, obviously, you, this is your fifth, so you are an experienced guide today. Mm. Can I, actually, something I, I haven't asked before. Um, obviously, you know the guys who organise this pretty well. Yeah. Do they um, show any respect? To the fact that you've done five before, do you, do you, is it like a special club? Is there any? Uh, I'm talking about special treatment. Yeah. Like, so, special room at the club you wear. Like, um, so it's interesting. So um, they want to have good rate. The race is coming back. They want to have the experience in the field. They yeah. want to have names, but there's not an awful lot of special treatment. So there's. Um, there is a ballot process still for entries and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think just by nature of, you know, I think like top 10, something like you kind of, some veterans will get a, a more of a favorable entry sure. um, or there'll be a, a, a more of a favorable ballot places. Yeah. So for veterans, there is uh, uh, maybe a, a bit of a bias on the, on the ballot. But yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, there's no guarantees to these things I'm, I'm, um, for sure. Also, I mean, the, the TCR, you know, is, is, is run by Anna, you know, and she's the, for 2018 and 19 really made a big point of getting more women in, involved. In yeah. It. And so, I mean, that's been a really good, good thing for the sport because no, I mean, look, we've spoken about this on previous podcasts. You know, cycling is traditionally a very male sport. Um, and it's nice that these more extreme uh, sports or versions of our sport, like the ultra racing, they wanted to open up to the female riders as well. And of course, in 20, the year that we 19. met you in Brest, was it? Yeah, 2019. Was it 19? Was that the one yeah. where we met you in Brest? Sure was, the last one. Was yeah. it? And where Sarah came to the finish. Uh, <laughs> met her lover boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So um, but uh, and yeah, that was the year that she won. You know, yeah, Fiona, it, it wasn't, Fiona won. It wasn't a yeah. uh, women, you know, kind of like category. She won and destroyed the field. It was amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I mean, how, what other races? What other categories of sport? You know, perhaps ultra running. Maybe I don't know, but mm. you know, where it, it's a level playing field. It's brilliant. That'd be brilliant to see. Yeah, ultra distance is a leveler yeah. um, because it less relies less on kind of mm. raw power and mm. just being able to manage and maintain your kind of pace. Mm. Um, yeah, there's so much, so much more to it than just raw strength. Yeah. Um, and in fact, that actually doesn't help. I don't think a lot of the time, but raw strength. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. More, uh, and you know, you know, we can get into it, but you know, like I know the guys from Curve and Jesse and their experience. They just say mm. after a couple of days, it's basically an eating competition. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just consuming yeah. as many calories as possible. Obviously, Danny, we've spoken in previous podcasts. Mm. You, you've, you know, through your coaching, you've trained 
uh, ultra riders. Have you got any guys mm. doing ultras this year or last year? Not this year, no, but yeah, that, a couple of years ago we had a guy, but um, I coached a guy doing soft. a very different ultra, I guess it's such a, a sort of growing sport, but he was doing a, a much shorter one, like a 24 yeah. you know, hour one, not a, not a 10 day one. Sprint, so, sprint yeah, ultra. Basically a sprint, yeah. 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 He's doing a crit. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, we, we, we joke, but I mean, yeah. that, he did cover a hell of a lot of distance in twenty. Yeah, it was about five hundred and sixty k, and I don't know how many thousand yeah. meters of climbing, but it was like yeah. two, oh yeah, maybe ten thousand meters. Was of it climbing? the one in yeah. Ireland? Donegal, yeah, Donegal five five five. Yeah. The um, obviously we've got a good friend of uh, Giro, James Golding, who uh, was um, unfortunately unsuccessful in his attempt to, to. He wanted to go and win Ram this year. Uh, but on COVID got the better of him and he had to pull, had to withdraw. But I mean, people will know what Ram is. Obviously, that's a fully supported race across the state. So maybe let's just talk about the differences between a race like the TCR and a race like Ram. Sure. Um, well, the uh, the supported riders in Ram and there are some unsupported ones that do it. Um, oh, really? OK. But um, yeah, the supported riders in Ram will have a usually a camper van yeah. and maybe a car as well following them yeah. with all of their food. Uh, with a with a team um, that is there for them 24 7 to yeah. support them uh, to provide somewhere for them to sleep somewhere to have a massage mm. um, every need that they have every water bottle they need is catered for it's all planned out um, and they're with them the whole way mm. whereas on the TCR um, you have to do find everything yourself mm. so if you want water you have to go look for it mm. you have to hunt graveyards mm. or you know if you're in rural france wow. or you know um well I, there there's always a, a a tap for flowers um in a church so yeah um yeah, uh, little uh, things like that um, nice safety tip in the heat as well yeah you know um, stay yeah. safe guys head to head to the local graveyard see you down the mortuary <laughs> or you know um <laughs> natural springs or supermarkets or you know wherever there's so many yeah, yeah. places that you can yeah. you know, get these things from but you have to find them you have to do it yourself that's the the main kind of thing and how much uh, research you do ahead of that because i mean i'm sure there will be stretches of this race where i think we've spoken about this in the past but you know people were going into like long sections of like two three hundred or like 200 yeah. kilometers and knowing there was going to be no food but people didn't do the research that they didn't know and they were caught out yeah so interestingly the tcr is it's through Europe, and for the most part, uh, especially for the, the faster guys, they will be following the faster routes, and they generally have petrol stations yeah. dotted along the way. Yeah. So uh, the TCR is kind of beneficial from that. So you don't necessarily need to plan as much, or you can almost rely upon that. Mm. Um, but there will be sections, there will be uh, you know Madrid parkours where there will be nothing. Or, what what parkours? Know, Parkours are... No, no, sorry, you said mandatory parkours? Mandatory, oh, sorry, mandatory. I mumble a lot. Oh, yeah, fine, mandatory. Apologies to fine. all the listeners. Um, so they are, that's the, a fixed section of route that you have to follow. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, and I think in the Czech Republic, there is uh, like a hundred and something K section. Okay. I mean, there is stuff along the way. I think the actual control is on the parkour, but um, yeah, you have to do the research to check where there yeah, might course, be gaps yeah, yeah. and stuff. Um, but you... But more importantly, you know where the McDonald's are going to be. Yes. Yes. But it's funny though. <laughs> I know where they are because I've been to them before oh, on other races. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, and yeah, little things like that. You know, oh, that's a good petrol station. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know I think in 2019, I detoured to Nice yeah, in um, like Serbia because I yeah. There's like a map currency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt's back. There is one 
kind of part of Austria, I think I've been through like three or four times because I know there's a great petrol station. The manager's lovely. Yeah. What makes a great petrol station? Yeah, what does make a great petrol station? First of all, you have to have a great selection of ice cream. Of course. Really good petrol stations have a cafe. Uh, sorry. I was going to say, we can't talk about what's written on the toilet walls because Matt's girlfriend's here. We can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Christ. Yeah. There's some dark things written in there. I'm off yeah. to the top of Gerhardsburg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Jamie found Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, hey, it's open. It's got lots of, um, you know, kind of sugary snacks that you pick up and grab. Uh, getting a, like a, a chocolate milk or a... Uh, um, a cold coffee drink mm. um, is great because you can just you know down it's loads of sugar in it. Yeah. Um, coffee is always good. Mm. But yeah. Lots 24 of, hours. 24 hours is, is great. Good um, management team. Yeah, I mean you know. Staff morale. Self service most of the time. Fair. You just as so long you as don't need scanning. staff these days. No. Matt spent <laughs> the last like three months on trust pilot. <laughs> <Just> scouring. <laughs> <laughs> go through every, every cafe. But it's funny, I think, you know, one thing I don't often think about or don't often mention is the security of stuff. So yeah, when you yeah, put your bike course, outside, yeah. you kind of want to go in and be sure that you can see it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a really a, a good point. Is good in a petrol station. Uh, some good, clean facilities. It, yeah. uh, you know, we joke about what's written on the walls, but, you know, to get in there and have a good freshen up and, um, you know, well, I mean, Rhino on the, Two ply. Uh, when he did the Pan Celtic, he the guys that he kind of connected with towards the end on the last sort of stages of it. Mm. They the last night they slept in a disabled toilet because it mm. was like awful weather. So they all just kind of like piled in there. So it can you know work out. I put that on the trust pilot review. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't condone that per se. Someone might have needed the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can come in. It's fine. <laughs> don't harm me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold this for me. <laughs> no one will be sleeping in the Jiro toilets. No, no, no. That's they're they're free to use. They slept pretty much everywhere else, just not the, uh, not the toilet. Anyways, um, so I mean, it, I think it's really worthwhile for listeners to go back to listen to the other podcast with you because we did one right as as you finished the, where we met you in on the ferry. On the ferry, that was quite yeah, cool. That was, so that, that was, was like fun. hours after. Hour, yeah, I mean, it was. All in, I wanted in, to do was go to sleep in and hindsight, just ask me questions. Yeah, in hindsight, <laughs> it, felt, it felt a bit brutal because we, an emotion. We, we, got there, we got to Brest really early, but we had booked a ferry back and we couldn't move it. So it was like, yeah, Matt, welcome back. Yeah, let's go out for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you've got to wake up at five in the morning the next day for us to get the ferry. <laughs> I, I went to sleep very quickly because I think maybe the two beers of Stella went and, and, and all the stuff we had at the finish as well. Yeah, but yeah, I went yeah. to sleep very quickly, but I was on autopilot, woke up. I no, think. really. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, then I fell asleep in the van. We, we <laughs> did, we've got a, a we've got a podcast with you before that, and then we've also got a more in-depth one uh, with with I think Rhino and Gus. Was that the one? I can't remember. Uh, definitely Rhino one. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember doing one with Gus, but yeah. Anyway, we've done one mm. with Danny as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coach's corner. Coach's ah, yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yes, de- right. definitely go back and listen to those, and they're a little bit more in-depth. Um, obviously, we it's been a you know whilst you, the last couple of years you have been racing. You know, you did uh, Italy Divide this year, you did Badlands yeah. last so, year. So, yeah, in the last 12 months, I've done Badlands and um, Italy Divide. Are so. you doing Badlands again this year? No. No, you're not. Okay, fine. No, and that's, that. I mean, that's really 
it's a really nice race, but it yeah. was uh, brutal, and I don't have any holiday left. So, <laughs> I mean, you've, you know, you've you've definitely you know through you know you, you, you and you're great on social media. You know, when like everyone go and listen to or go and subscribe to at Birdman One B One R D M N. MN. There's no vowels, no apart vowels. from the one which is supposed to be an I. Very yeah. trendy. Yeah. So, um, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, but yeah, go, go and follow because it's really you're, you know, even though you get into that kind of later stage of the race where obviously you're tired, you do kind of always make a point of sharing it. But I know that's inspired a lot of people. I mean, you know, our friend Tom Duncan. Uh, he's doing Badlands this year, and that's like mm. as a direct result of like following you. You know, he's got his Kev ready to go. Um, uh, uh, Balm, who you just serviced his bike, you know, he's mm. an old, old, old friend of mine. He just finished Pan Celtic, mm. you know. So there's, there's a really, it's great to kind of see more people getting into this ultra environment. And it was, you know, they really pushed themselves. I mean, Barton was doing like, I think 300k a day. Was he? Wow. Yeah, he smashed it. I mean, he, I mean, towards the end, he was literally just, you know, in tears of, 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 you know, exhaustion. Glory. Yeah. But he did it. And I think that's the amazing thing, is that you push yourself beyond what you can do. I mean, I remember, I, you will hear this on previous podcasts, but I remember we were out on a ride back in 2014 or 2015, and you were like, oh, I've got a place for the TCR. I was like, what the hell's a TCR? <laughs> you know, had no idea. And then, you know, you did it, and I think you came top 10 or like 11 or something. I was 12, yeah, yeah 12, on yeah. the first one. And then, you know, it's been great to kind of follow your story. Obviously, you're now a, a Curve ambassador. Um, Let's talk about your bike, Danny. Mm. You built this bike. Did indeed. Um, much to Matt's reluctance. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to know your own bike and how yeah, it all yeah. goes together. Yeah, yeah. But yes. But we didn't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> the line was drawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's since taken it apart and re-put it back. Together. Yeah, yeah. Just, Several just, times. Just on for peace of mind. Yeah. So I mean, let's maybe let's talk through the differences between this bike. And a normal road bike that, bike. that like yes, yeah, so let's say sort of Jamie's sort of like road bike that he would ride on a, well, my commute. He would ride yeah. last year. That's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I ride or, it, ride Jamie's it about twenty minutes you know, in the Giro workshop, for, for, not being ridden. <laughs> for, for, for people who would ride on you know on a weekend, and maybe take their cycling seriously, what's the difference between that type of bike and what you're riding now? Because it looks very similar, but there's obviously a lot of differences. Um, I think the main difference is everything I've attached to it. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. So, uh, you know, obviously I've got all of the bags, the, the, um, the bike packing bags. I've got the uh, aero bars um, to have a nice separate Ski. position for um, more efficiency. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just all of the kit I'm taking with me because I need as much as I need to, um, yeah, get across Europe, um, have somewhere to sleep, have somewhere to have tools to repair and, mm. and that sort of thing. So that's the, the most obvious difference is it's just covered in stuff. It's covered in stuff. Okay, so um, let's talk about the stuff you've got covered in. So you've got aero bars, mm -hmm. which are not so much for going faster as you would in like a time trial. It's to give you comfort, I'm guessing. So I think one of the biggest things with these is about being efficient. Efficient, um, yeah, sure. And so you don't necessarily use the aero bars to go faster you use them to uh, break less air so you mm -hmm. are more aerodynamic um, but also to yeah you will you know save a bit of time that way but mm. uh, you'll save energy 
which is as important. Um, but also, um, it's another place to put your hands, put your arms, yeah. um, and save. You know, getting things like ulnar palsy, which where you get nerve damage from holding the, the hammer bars and stuff. So yeah, but I mean that, um, that happens to you every year, though, right? Yes. But, um, so so no no, I'm, I'm not being. Yeah. I mean, you're spending you're spending twenty hours on a bike yeah. for ten days. Of course, your body's going to have impact. But essentially, you having different options of where you can yeah. put your arms and hands. That you need to that move impact. around. And yeah, you know, sure, some sure. of the, the races where I've had the worst all the palsy is because there's been lots of climbing and you okay, can't fine. always yeah, sit on sure, that sure, thing. Sure, sure, and sure. then also with climbing, there's all of the braking. So you're on yeah. the drops and you're you yeah. know pulling your brakes hard yeah. a lot yeah. into corners. And that yeah, that that's what kind of gets the ulnar mm -hmm. damage for me. Anyways, a lot yeah. of people have different problems, but. I mean, I did a, I did a, with Curve, I did a, like a ride a, a, through South Africa, and it was only like seven days. We were doing maybe, it was off-road, we did maybe 150k a day, and I had the same thing. I had like, mm -hmm. I could not feel my ends of my fingers for like a month, the end of it. And that was a relatively light ride compared to what you're doing. Yeah, I think off-road, you are more susceptible to mm -hmm. it, just because of the vibrations and, and that sort of thing. But um, a lot of these routes take us off-road as well, on the road okay, bike, sure. so... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Danny, maybe you've got what, two what? Garmin's. I do backup. Brazilian. Really? The battery is brilliant. I've got yeah, a, new an Garmin's external the battery, battery as well. Very, very good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just uh, a bit just, of backup. Okay. And also, it's a. Uh, you can have one with. It's a bit of cheat. I can have. I can have one that's charging and then one that's uh, oh, running. Really? So I can move it around. It's just an option. And you'll have your. You've got your quad lock for a phone. Yeah. You got um, sold by Fumi on the Insta ads, did you? Uh, no, I've had this for years. <laughs> this is the um, the motorbike now as well. From Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, it all starts somewhere. And then, I mean, you've got this orange thing on the back here, which is your spot tracker, which That's right, gives yeah. us the ability to follow Track. you. Yeah. Dot watch. Dot watching. Yeah. So, uh, new site this year, I think, uh, which is follow my challenge uh, for the tracking, but also on the transcontinental website and. Okay, fine. Dot watcher we'll, dot cc and we'll, we'll put all the links below yeah. and we'll, i mean we'll go we'll go pretty mad uh from sunday and yeah. and and really sort of we'll you know post watching. what we're doing yeah yeah but the the tracker is really as well to you know to ensure you have evidence for your ride to yeah, say sure. that it was on you know legal roads and you weren't yeah. like you know jumping on a train well, and I stuff and jamie was talking about that earlier got on. like a team of people policing yes there's a team of volunteers and yeah you know most of the people behind these races are, are all volunteers um you know checking in on the the right riders and, and the, also the also that has like a safety element to it yeah there's well, always someone assume. watching and mm. so um, something were to happen they could spot irregularities yeah as well as catch you getting a train a sticky ball yeah <laughs> i mean yeah they can they life. can see irregular speeds on yeah. roads where you know if you're going at the passage hour at 40k an hour um is that what you've put up Put on new number plates on your van. Is that? <laughs> no, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's why Danny's booked two weeks holiday. Yeah, right. <laughs> Deliveroo is the future. You just keep ordering food to like 20k down the road. You yeah. follow the follow the drive. That's right. I mean, I don't think, and this is the thing that I don't. That's necessarily in the spirit of the race. <laughs> no, totally. But yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's doable. But I mean, I've not even thought about that. The website, <laughs> Danny. I mean, yeah, the, these, it's all in the. Um, the spirit of you know fairness and what's available to others yeah, like, yeah. not everyone's going to have a, yeah, yeah. a data plan across europe yeah, so yeah. doing that is maybe not so no fair. totally i think that's a really um i think that's a really good point when you say about the spirit of the race i mean obviously we're mm -hmm. we're very fortunate to know 
Christoph Allegard, who's another Curve ambassador, but he was there at the first TCR. Very good friends of Mike Hall, you know, as is Jesse. Um, and I think when you speak to them about the original TCR, you know, I think it was like maybe six people that did it or something, or it was like a, it was like a you know, not many, but it was this kind of, let's meet here, and then we leave, and the goal is to get here, and it was a, it was a race, but it wasn't that brash, competitive, I'm gonna beat you, it was that kind There's of... There's no UCI rule book yeah, dictating everything and, you have to do. And it, but it was, so. for the, it was for the love of it. It was for the adventure of it. Yeah. It was for the challenge of it. I mean, you know, like, Matt, you've been, you know, you, you've said in the past, you know, you've been through some, like, ab- amazing highs. You've been through, like, amazing mm-hmm. lows as well on the bike. But, it, but yeah, it, whether you've, it's taken 10 days or whether it's taken 20 days, you still get to the finish. And that's, like, I think that's the beauty of these type of ultra things. And, and you know, yeah. what Michael was such a pioneer in, it was, you know, going through that dark place, going through that, that, those moments where you feel that you can't and you realize that you can push your body further and you can, and that feeling of getting to the end is, I mean, I have no idea, but I'm guessing it's great. <laughs> Every time I do it, I forget. Yeah, really, yeah, Honestly, yeah, sure. I, mean, I mean, yeah, what you're saying is absolutely right. And, you know, there are, there are rules, yeah. you know, there are, I think there are 10 rules, um, but it, they're all focused around, you know, integrity and honesty and, mm. um, you know, being able to say when you get to the end you, you shake hands with another rider you have mm. a beer share stories mm. you know that they've mm. you can you, you can uh, you've all done this uh, you know all followed the same kind of rules and you've all kind of mm. I, I don't know, lost for the right words but mm. um yeah you, you can you can have a beer and you can share the same yeah, st- or share really stories cool. and, and say yeah we really we cool. both you know got there um I've really lost the words with this, but um, no, yeah, it's all about like you know, just say you know that the person you're having a beer with has not done crazy stuff because you've got the evidence and yeah, yeah. of your route and stuff. It's great. Yeah. You can't hate them. Mm. So we'll uh, just get back to the bike. So Danny, maybe talk yeah. through the difference. So this is the curve ultra. So maybe talk through the difference from like a technical stand between this and like maybe let's say the Belgi. Yeah, cool. So I guess the the biggest and most obvious would be the geometry of the bike. Um, so whereas a race bike like the V3 or I mean a lot of people will be riding things like specialised tarmacs and that sort of thing which tend to be quite aggressive mm. and by aggressive I mean generally they're quite a, a long and low front end quite a short wheelbase they handle very kind of quick and set like, up for racing very twitchy set up for racing mm. yeah um, whereas a bike like the Ultra is is designed more around that long distance riding it's mm. a little bit more relaxed it's a bit shorter it's a bit taller at the front end mm. to give you a more comfortable riding position um, steering geometry is a little bit not slower but i guess yes slower because it feels more stable so if you're going at high speeds or you you know cruising along the aero bars it's going to feel a lot more stable than something like the v3 would and that's down to the wheelbase uh, is it longer wheelbase yeah i think like the wheelbase the head angle sure. the fork rake the front mm. set yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff that goes into what makes the bike handle mm. but yeah I guess the, the geometry would be the big thing. Also comfort, I mean, if you look at the rear stays on this, they're kind of a bit swoopy, they've got a bit of shape to them, mm. um, which theoretically lets them flex a little swoopy. bit more. Whereas mm. like, yeah, it's cool. mm. swoopy. Whereas like the V3 has sort of straight stays, which would be mm. really nice and stiff and a bit mm. more direct, mm. get a bit more road feel out of it. But yeah, it's um, all just around comfort. And I mean, that, I think that's one of the things to, you know, obviously we're very fortunate to work with Curve, uh, you know, very closely and the bikes, They've each got their very specific purpose. I mean, you know, I ride my day-to-day as a Belgi, and that's because mm. I like, you know, riding on the road. Obviously, we've got Kev. We've got Kev up on the wall here. 
and that's really designed for sort of off-road gravel. But then they've got more extreme bikes at like GMX Plus and the you know Titanosaur and all, all, all these other bikes. And um, but this you know one here you know obviously this is the successor of the Belgian Spirit. Um, and it is I mean you had the Spirit. Yeah. And obviously the both the Spirit and this Ultra have been designed and really engineered with to be bulletproof, long distance, uh, and just chew up miles sort of like very very quickly. I mean maybe talk to you. We'll talk us through the different and you had the prototype as well and maybe talk us through the differences between the spirit and this and kind of like you know how confident are you feeling on on this going into your first ultra yeah. on it i mean the, the spirit which is actually i think my old frame is actually up yeah. on the wall it's above the stairs um that's a great bike i did nearly sixty thousand k on that um yeah. Wow. yeah lovely bike um difference between this a lot of them are kind of subtle but yeah. they're little improvements kind of geared towards an ultra bike sure. hence the name and um, just little little kind of tweaks and um changes on you know where stuff is on the frame yeah. and um that just help it mm. but just generally as a, a as a feel it just it for me it's just so much more planted mm. um yeah i think the mm. the longer wheelbase or slightly long wheel, wheelbase helps that and um, descending on it is just wonderful because mm. um, you can just tip it into yeah, everything sure. and it's, it's just it just stays i'm going to regret that at some point i'm sure but <laughs> um but yeah no i absolutely um love the comfort of it more than mm. anything um that it's just that little bit more i mean you know these things are subtle it's a it's a you know, an incremental improvement but it's definitely um yeah for, for what i look for on the bike it's definitely um helped me a lot cool and the choice of tie frame obviously that adds some compliance and comfort as well so yeah i mean like if we're going back to the comparison with like a, mm. a specialized race bike or something mm. you've mm. got a titanium frame i know just from riding a titanium road bike it's, yeah it, it sort of levels out the, the surface quite a lot yeah yeah it kind of it takes a lot of the noise out of the road and i guess over 4400 kilometers that I compounds. cannot recommend a titanium yeah. frame enough, yeah. like, especially for long distance. At the end of the day of doing 400k versus on a titanium versus a stiff carbon frame, you're just going to feel so much fresher. Yeah. Um, you'll recover faster because you've not been mm. through the mill as much. Mm. It I mean, it's easier the next day. Yeah, and you then are fresher, quicker yeah. um, when you jump back on. Um, I mean, the one thing I did change between frames. Uh, was the gearing side of things. Yeah. Um, it's very specific. But um, yeah, with the SRAM uh, axis, you can go for a gravel gear. Um, and so yeah, kind of went for a, a, a subcompact, I guess it mm. is, it's, which is like a 33, 48 at the front. And then I've got a 10, uh, 36 on the back. Oh, wow, OK. Um, and yeah, I mean, when you're doing an ultra, you don't need to spin out a 50, 10 yeah, or sure, sure, anything sure. above that, you know. It's, if you're going over 40k an hour on any bike, really it's a waste of watts to pedal. Sure, sure, sure. It's just inefficient. Um, so on ultra distance, yeah, um, you don't need those big gears. Mm. So having more of a range and having more of a kind of a, a nice, easy kind of uh, step through the gears at the back was, yeah, that makes a huge difference, mm. I think. Um, yeah, it's just very difficult to find the parts <laughs> at the moment, but that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, Danny, uh, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> We've got yeah. some in order. They're coming in two years. 
All right, hey, look, didn't we'll, we um, talk about this last time? Probably yeah, last probably. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, 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 I hasn't changed since. I think we'll be talking about it next year as well. Anyways, look, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap things up there. Um, Matt, cheers for coming in. Um, we're going to film a quick little little bit about the bike now, a little, little sort of like, like kit check. Check it out um, on reels. Yeah, check it out on reels. Reels, we're, baby. We're getting mm. real hip with our yeah. short, short video content. We should get a TikTok account. That the algorithm's going mental for. Anyways, oh, yeah. um, we will put all the links for you, Matt, and, and how to follow you uh, over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, today is... What day is it today? Tuesday. It's Tuesday. You will be racing Sunday. Yes, the podcast Sunday will be night. Out Friday. Yeah, start Sunday night, ten o'clock uh, so, European time. So it's nine p.m. UK. God, these guys, honestly, ten p.m. And the first thing you've got to do is Capel Muir. Honestly, That's that rude. that chapel is going to be packed. So they line up the. Um, I'm not sure they're going to do it actually because of the heat wave, but they traditionally line up with flaming torches. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's such a buzz. Maybe they should say. just get buckets of ice this the, year. The yeah. Gerard's Berg and, yeah, just go through a, uh, like a, get the, the fire hydrants kind of like spraying water over you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, Matt. Well, look, honestly, mate, we are excited, mate. Your fifth TCR. Mm-hmm. It's great to follow you. We're looking forward to yep. uh, I'm seeing I'm in cap you number five as well. You're in cap number five? For my fifth oh, TCR. Wow. Oh. It's the same cap as I had in 2018. That's oh, not nice. cool. Yeah. TCR. So we've had very, very strict rules on, on how we can post about that. But TCR cap number five will be the hashtag. No, TCR number eight cap five. Oh, Christ. Yeah, you clearly didn't, you the, clearly didn't <laughs> read that document, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll need to reread that. I'll get my lawyers to check it over. Yeah, we should um, give it a check. Yeah, anyway, cap number five. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll set all the links for your follow the follow the adopt, and we'll look forward to hearing about it on on your return. We'll do a uh, we'll do a bit of a welcome back, Matt Matt thing. Five a.m. podcast on the ferry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Done. Ferry from Bulgaria. It's yeah. a long ferry. Yeah, yeah. We'll plenty of time for. I'll podcasts. be there, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. I should write a book. Uh, actually, <laughs> I'll be there, Sarah. I hear you're going out to the finish. And the start. Oh, cool. What are you exciting. doing in between? Can you can you take walking out? it? <laughs> can, walking the route. Can you take our recording gear and uh, do a <laughs> podcast? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. All right, Matt. Look, bon courage, bon voyage. Have a beer on us. And yeah. Okay. And get round, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Hey, look. But honestly, mate, we uh, we. It's, it's an absolute honour to be just a part of your journey, mate. And, uh, yeah, to do five TCRs is, is... I know you're very, you know, yeah, you're very humble, but that is a hell of an achievement, yeah. mate, just to reach the start of number five. Like, More than we'll ever do. Very, very, very few people that would even think about it. So it's, you know, to kind of, you know, you be part of our crew and on Curve and part of the Giro family is awesome, mate. And, uh, yeah, just wish you all the best, pal. Thank you very much. See you on the other side. Here's to number six. Here's, here's, now it's number five, mate. No, no. Hashtag number no, five. He's doing number six. Oh, wait, wait, so he's, he's counting no, number six. I'm getting... Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I'm telling him <laughs> that after the fifth, he will be doing a sixth. Okay, and will he have count number six or five then? I don't know. That's not up to me. <laughs> so that depends on where I finish. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he's doing number six. He's doing number six. All right. Okay, goodbye.